Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Christina Jandali about how she is a business growth strategist. So Christina is a confidence-boosting, cash-creating business growth strategist who can talk about how we can build a community of raving fans, not just followers, in our Facebook community. So she is a self-made millionaire who started her business from ground zero during maternity leave, her corporate job, when she decided it was time to build her own dreams, not someone else's. She has since worked with thousands of entrepreneurs worldwide to create their own predictable cash flow machines. Christina was featured in Forbes, The Huffington Post, and Evercoach. Welcome, Christina. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So how did you decide which avenue to go when you're on maternity leave? Great question. So I knew that I wanted to start my business with my first daughter when she was born. And I just realized that I wanted to, I wasn't living my perfect life. I certainly wasn't living my best life. And I knew that I wanted her to live her best life. And I thought the best way to be able to lead by example was to show her and demonstrate to her what it was like for her mom or woman to go after her dreams but it wasn't until my son was born that I actually finally had the courage to get started. And I had no idea. I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea what I could do. I remember starting to research and start doing digging in all different types of businesses. And when I was on maternity leave, I signed up for this coaching certification and it was with Tony Robbins. It was called Robbins Madonna's training. And as I started to go through it, I had these massive ahas and breakthroughs of just realizing so much about myself, realizing so much about how my thoughts and my thinking had such an impact on what I created. And I knew that other people needed to have this. And I didn't start the program because I wanted to become a coach by any means. I just thought it's going to help me better understand people. It's like a tool that I can build in no matter what I do. And let's face it, no matter what business we're in, we're still dealing with people. It's about people and relationships. And so when I started going through that, I knew that I wanted to serve people people and helping with coaching. And then came the search role. What kind of coach do I want to be? Because there's a lot of different coaches out there. So that kind of started the beginning of the journey of exploration for me. That's fun. So you have settled into the business growth aspect, correct? Yes. What is your favorite part that you like? You know, it's interesting when I talk about settled, because when I first started, I, I was thinking about working with moms, rediscovering themselves after having babies and children, because I went through this, who the heck am I in the world after like, now I'm suddenly a mom and we don't necessarily get prepared for this, especially having, being in that, being in a competitive work environment in that space, that's like about achievement and movement and progression and all that. And so it's a much different world when you're mom, like your mom at home and took a lot of getting used to. And I, so I thought that I wanted to work with those women, but when I started doing market research and talking to these ladies, I realized that they weren't, they weren't my ideal clients. They weren't really motivated. They were more in a sort of a victim space of my life sucks and I don't want to do this. And I have to work so hard and my boss underappreciates me and my husband is useless and my kids do this. And it's like all these complaints. (laughs) And I was like, Oh my gosh, these are not my people at all. (laughs) And so I knew that I had because I worked in finance before. So I knew that I had just, and I'd had the opportunity uh, and a privilege of working with wealthy people. So people would invest their money with the team that I would work with and we would invest their money into the stock market, bond markets and so on. So I had the opportunity to get to know a lot of really wealthy people and just 
learn about how they started their businesses and how they run their businesses and how they, how they manage and run their teams and their companies and how they, all of that stuff, just be, I just became obsessed with learning about that. And when I started working in my business, helping other people with building their businesses and growth, I started just getting obsessed with trying out what I had learned in that corporate world and that corporate environment and applying it to business and testing the waters. Is it the same thing? Is it still work? Cause it's like this online world feels like it's a total different element and it did. And so I think the thing that I love the most is that what makes it so fun is we're the creator. Like we can be the creator of anything we can go after and create anything. And what may feel like near impossible or so far to reach one day is something that is absolutely possible when you're clear on what it is that you want, when you take action towards what you want, when you get coaching or support around what you want and just staying committed to follow through all the way through to the end. And it's been just so fabulous to see how people have the opportunity to grow and to step into a life that they never even imagined possible at one point in time. And to me, that's just so rewarding for myself and my own business, but also for being able to serve my clients and seeing what they've been able to create and how much they've grown as a person and how much more they've learned to enjoy life as a result of having those breakthroughs along the way. So what is one of the common mistakes that you see your clients making? That's a great question. There's many mistakes. I think that one, one mistake that I see people making all the time is talking themselves out of what they want, like settling for things. So talking themselves out of it. So it's like they, they see this goal and they want to go after it and they think I'm going to create this. And then something doesn't happen. It doesn't work out. And they talk themselves out of it saying, well, I don't know if I was ready yet. Or maybe they're even in a conversation of, I want that, but I'm not ready for it yet. So I'm going to settle for what I don't really want here and thinking that it's going to need to take me longer. And I think that it's so important that we have accountability, not just to doing what we say we're going to do in those action steps, but accountability to our vision, accountability to what we want, accountability to our possibility, accountability to what it is that we want to step into, which allows us to stick with the course all the way through to the finish line. And otherwise we can easily talk ourselves out of things. And I think so all too often people settle for good enough rather than settle going for what they really want and going for great. And there's not really that big of difference either, let's say the the energy needed or what's needed to go from settling to what they ultimately want either. No. And it's, it's often just like a lot of micro little micro steps along the way that continue to build momentum along it versus put all this pressure that it must be one thing that's going to be the, (laughs) right. The maker or breaker. And if we screw up that one thing, we're hooped. And that's just simply not the case. So who is your ideal avatar? So we have a couple different avatars just based on our products offerings of what we do. But when I take a look at the core of our business, our signature program is helping online coaches, online entrepreneurs grow and scale their businesses by building online communities and using Facebook groups as a tool to be building their business. So it's those that are really struggling with audience growth, like they know what they want to do and they know they want to help people, but are potentially struggling with getting the volume of people in to be able to hit their numbers and their goals of what they want. Like, where are my people? I know I can help people, but where are my people? That is definitely that group of people. Also for those who have, so they don't have the audience yet. Others that they don't even know necessarily what they want to offer yet, but they have an idea who they want to serve and it helps them using a Facebook group and using that community allows them to get in touch with what their people want, what they're looking for to craft their offer. And then lastly, those that are already successfully going through launches and sales campaigns and so on, and they're doing well, but they just know that there's a next level and the opportunity that 
people have when you create a deeper connection with your audience and build those relationships with your audience through a community it gives you the opportunity to increase those conversions and convert more of those leads into buyers. So I would say probably the sort of those three different categories are where people are coming in from. So where do you get your clients? Sorry, how do you get in front of them? That's what I want to know. What are you doing for, are you doing certain types of social media posting? Are you like, what are you doing to get in front of them? So the, you know, today I have the opportunity of running a seven figure company. And so the things that we do today are probably more extensive then we do more activities now with there's more being more team members in regards to audience growth. When I first got started, it was like learning one thing and getting really masterful at one thing before moving on to the next thing. Because I feel like speaking of mistakes is oftentimes we try and do too many things at once. We're trying to do all these different audience building, all these different ways to get in front of people, trying to be on all the different social media platforms. And it's quite honestly exhausting trying to keep up with all the things. So today we have, I look at it as like there's three forms of traffic. So getting in front of your people, there's only three ways that you can get in front of your people. That's it. Keeps it really simple. There's free methods, right? So that's where you're using social media, which we use. We use Instagram and Facebook are our top two platforms that we're using for social media. So using social media can be free guest posting, guest podcasting like we're on now is a great method to get in front of an audience. So those are free methods that you can use for audience building and getting in front of your ideal clients. You can do media publishing, all that stuff. Then there's paid advertising. So paying to play and paying for advertising is always going to be a key component if you're looking to scale, right? If you want to scale up to seven figures, multiple seven figures, you're going to need to add paid advertising. It just is the way it is. We just don't have the, the control over sort of the faucet running as much as we do when it comes to paid advertising. So I personally use Facebook ads. We're looking at exploring more into Google ads as well this year. So expanding on our paid advertising, you could use paid sponsorships. You can do those types of things. And then the third type of traffic, which is one of my favorites, is joint venture traffic. And joint venture traffic is collaboration with other people who are already serving your audience. So summit interviews, giveaways, the type of things where you're bringing on a different group or a different panel of people and everyone is supporting one type of event, like an interview series or a summit and so on. And so as of right now, we do all three free joint venture and paid traffic. It's not where it started, but we do use all three and have found that having a model using all three is be able to generate business from different avenues, but certainly free is the slowest and it takes the most amount of time. And it's typically where most people start. Yeah, you have to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you touched on one already, but do you have, or what are, not do you have, what are like one to two of your big goals that you have in the next year? Mm. So I always like to work, my big vision, my big goal of where I know that we're headed is creating millionaires. So I have a desire to create a thousand millionaires and, and not just in revenue for their business, but in regards to wealth, like in regards to net worth millionaires of having million dollars of assets, money available to you. So that's my desire. So where we're at now is we're in the building stages of getting there. We're talking about these little micro steps that have the opportunity to be able to serve people and move people towards that. So knowing that my big vision is, okay, we're creating these thousand millionaires. How the heck am I going to create a thousand millionaires? Like, where do we start? What's the starting point? Where are we going to start with this? And that's when I really got clear last year that in order to create a thousand millionaires, I'm going to have to create a big pool of six figure earners that have the opportunity to elevate beyond that so that I can serve them in their growth. 
So our number one focus and priority right now is being able to pop as many six-figure earners as possible in supporting them and growing their business, knowing that pool that we're building, we're going to continue to move along and elevate. And so we're actually building a four-year millionaire school curriculum over the years. And we got started last year and we're just stepping into year two this year. So that is the big focus for right now. How do you think that would change your business? I actually don't think... Here's an interesting concept. So often we think, you know, so often we think that when we, when we go to where we want to go, when we get to the other side of what we want, that things are going to be different. And I really don't think things are very different. I think we're the same, like things don't change the big, the more money that you make, maybe life gets a little bit easier and we're afforded some privileges that we don't have before, but ultimately things don't really change that much. Like it, it's, that we're all, we're wired to grow, like our fulfillment comes to us as a result of two things from contribution and giving back and being of service and making a difference for other people. And from growth, we always want to grow ourselves. We want to stretch ourselves. We want to feel like we're expanding and growing and doing things that we haven't done before, whether getting fitter and exercising more frequently, whether that's growing your business, whether that's getting more connected with your loved ones and, or your partner, we're always looking for growth, growth in our children, growth in the things that we do. So I don't think that it would like, I don't see it as things would be any different. The only thing is that I look at is we would be serving more people. We, we would have, we would need to hold space for a bigger group of people to be able to serve them in that capacity. The team would need to grow. And so there's expansion of the team, but I don't think that sort of the feeling or the senses of things would be different. I think that it's no better really or different over there. It's just different. And it's a different that's calling me and moving me towards that. And I will absolutely celebrate along the way to be getting there, but I don't see it as necessarily being as a better place to be than where we are today. Yeah. Your journey's not over. It's still continuing. Yeah. So on that note, then do you feel like there's any roadblocks that are in the way? So I think that it's fascinating because I think that every new level that you get to things that you thought were gone, come back. (laughs) I thought I dealt with all this. No one ever tells you when you start an online business, especially personal, if you're in the transformational space, service space space, no one ever tells you that you're like a personal development on steroids, but you start your business and you are forced to look at yourself every single day. Your results or your lack of results look at you and stare at you in the face every single day and provide you opportunity for growth and expansion or retraction. And so I think that no matter what, even though we feel like we've cleared things that have come up, even though we feel like we've healed old wounds or old stories or old blocks of things that come up, my experience is that every new level that you get to, many of those things creep back in in a slightly different way. And it's about processing, processing through it. So I think that oftentimes too, we have blind spots to our own roadblocks. Like we just don't see it because we see things as facts. I can't do this because blank, or this isn't possible because of blank. We put limitations on ourselves. Like you think of the first time that there was the four minute mile right? The first Roger Bannister was his name. I'm like, what's what's his name again? And you think that first time with the four minute mile, it's no one can do it. 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 Someone does it. And suddenly everyone starts doing it. And then boom, one after another, people start doing it. And so it's, there's nothing that changed. People's skill level didn't change. Their ability, their capability didn't change. It was like their belief in what they thought was possible changed. And so often we don't even realize when there's roadblocks, we just think that we, we, it's, 
ultimately it's an excuse that we're looking at as a fact. And the moment that we realize it's not a fact and it's just a belief, we have the opportunity to reframe that into something that's different. I would love to say any of the roadblocks that are coming up, but had I known and have the awareness of what the roadblocks are, I probably would have already moved through them. But once I uncover them and get to them, I will certainly come back to you and let you know, but it's definitely in your head and the stories that you come up with and lack or limitations, or we, we don't have a launch that we expect to be this, the right way. And you're like, I don't know if I had the right people. I don't know if I had the, enough of the leads and I don't know if this happened or that happened, or maybe it was this. And we make up all these stories rather than just taking a look at like, where didn't I didn't even believe that this was possible? Like, where was I setting my, where was I not playing to win and playing not to lose? I think that's a big game changer. And when you're stretching and going into bigger goals and going after bigger dreams, it's easy. It's much easier to slide back into comfort. I'm like, this is pretty good anyways. Like I've never done this before. I should celebrate this, but is it really what you want? It's never ending road and journey for sure. I love what you said about like a huge personal development journey. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the best advice that you've ever received? Oh my goodness. I've had so many golden nuggets. Share more than one. I won't restrict you. Yeah. So one thing that was really impactful for me, I remember I was having a very frustrated, I was pretty early on in my business. And I remember sitting down at my kitchen table and I was looking at two sheets of paper. I had one sheet, a piece of paper. And on there was like my big plan, what I was going to create that year. <laughs> all, right, it was all of the things I was going to sell this many packages at this price, you know, that's the plan. And then on the other sheet of paper was like my actual sales numbers and they were not even close. And I remember just feeling so disappointed and frustrated that how could I have been successful in other areas of my life and was like failing miserably at this business thing. And I really questioned whether or not I was cut out for this. And as I was thinking about what the heck am I missing? And maybe some of you tuning in right now might have that experience or you've had that experience before. What is it that I'm missing? Like I'm missing something. What's that thing? And I was like in constant pursuit of this thing. But as I was sitting there in my puddle of tears and and snotty nose and upsetness in that moment, (laughs) I remember just thinking back of this time that I went out for lunch with one of my mentors when I was in the financial space and her name was Beth. And I said to her, Beth, what's the secret to success? Like you've been working with, you've been in this business for 30 years. Like you've seen so much, you've done so much, like what really is the secret? And she leans in and she says, Christine, I'll tell you. And meanwhile, I'm like, oh, I got to get something good here. This is going to be so good. And she's Christina, it's really simple. I'm like, oh, even better. It's simple. Okay. <laughs> I got this. And she says, Christina, the, the key to success is building relationships. And it really hit me in that moment when I was thinking back of that time at lunch, because there I was going and trying to build this online business. Things became numbers or checking off to-do lists of things that I had to do or things that I had to learn to move forward. And I forgot about the most important thing, which was relationships. And yes, I was meeting people and talking to people, but I really wasn't spending the time to really cultivate deep, meaningful relationships. And so I thought, how can I do that online? Because I felt like I'd send an email and I'm like, who's on the other side? I don't know. Who's there? Who am I talking to? And some people might reply and some people, but I have no idea who's on the other side of it. And so I thought I could do that with a free Facebook group. And so when I started my free Facebook group, that's what I was really focused on building this community and this space for people to be and really focusing on building the relationship. And it was a massive breakthrough that first month that I started my Facebook group, I made $30,000. And before then I hadn't even had a five figure month. So it was a massive leap for me as a result of that. And, and I think definitely such a piece of impactful advice. And it's funny, sometimes we hear things and sometimes it might take us a few years 
<laughs> like it did for me for it to really truly land and come back to, yeah, that really matters. Relationships matter. People matter. That's the reason why I wanted to start this business in the first place. And sometimes we can get caught up in ourselves and lack in limitations or things that aren't happening and tell ourselves these stories and lose track or lose faith into what really motivated us and got us started in the beginning. So I think that was definitely a piece of advice that was, you know, super impactful. And the second one would probably be that you are not your thoughts, but you're the thinker of your thoughts. And what that means is we often just live on autopilot and have this ticker tape of thinking that's going on in the background that we don't even pay attention to. Like our subconscious mind is just going and replaying thoughts in our mind. And oftentimes, most times, without a trained mind is often negative or it's coming from a place of lack or from coming from a place of safety. And when I started to really understand this concept and have awareness of my thinking and not just take it as it is when thinking and stepping back and stepping away and processing through and looking at my thoughts on a movie screen versus being in the thought and being in the experience, it really allowed me to be able to choose, choose a different thought, choose something that's more in aligned with where I want to go. And that's been a massive game changer. And one of my favorite mantras that I say to myself often when I'm having one of those stuck moments or I have one of those moments where I feel like giving up is you're just a thought away from your biggest breakthrough. And it really gets me to shift my perspective into, okay, well, what is the new thought that's going to be the biggest breakthrough? Because the thought that I'm having right now is not moving me in that direction. So how can I upgrade my thought and choose a different thought that's more empowering? Because as soon as you do that, your feelings change because they're more aligned with that new thought that you have. So if you think as an example of this, let's say you host a webinar and you're hosting a webinar and you have, you have 30, let's say you have a hundred people on and you have, I don't know, 10 people that buy. Some people might say, oh, I only got 10 people. I can't believe 10 people only bought. I really wanted to have hundred people buy and they're in the story of, geez, only 10 people bought. And another person is looking at it and they say, I'll have a hundred people on this webinar and 10 people bought. This is amazing. Like these are great numbers and I can do anything and anything is possible. And the circumstance didn't change, but the thought process around it, the story around it, the meaning around it shifted. And so often we, we just run on autopilot. And so taking a look at what is the, what's the thought that we're associating with something. So we have the opportunity to reframe it and think differently so that we can feel differently, which means that we'll take a different action. So true. It's amazing how powerful our thoughts are. Yes. Do you have any tips on a Facebook group that is very like interactive and to be able to grow those human connections? Yeah, I think that when you have your Facebook group, ultimately you're wanting to build connections. So there's leverage connection, meaning that you can do something in the group that you do once and that impacts and touches on everyone in the group. Just because if you think you're having a one-to-one dialogue with someone in a group or you're coaching someone in a group, the whole group is in the experience of what that conversation is going on. The whole group is privy to that. So there's leverage connection that way through your posts. And then there's also more intimate one-to-one connection. So you have the opportunity to be able to DM and connect with your members that way and connect with them in a more intimate environment. So there's that one-to-one connection point with your members and then there's leverage connection. Do you need to use both? No, but I certainly know that my clients that do a combination of both see a significant increase in their results versus just focusing on leverage connection. And it doesn't matter if it could be you, it could be a team member that's supporting to help with this as well. So when we're talking about leverage connection of doing posts in the group, you want people to come into your group thinking like, 
everyone in here is like, just like me. Like I finally found like my home. I finally found like my, this is the perfect place for me. I feel right at home. And so how do we create that? We have to have members that see other people just like them because people want to hang around people that are just like them. So you want to be asking what simple questions in the group. And I call it purposeful engagement questions where you're having the opportunity for people to open up in the group in a way that people get to look around and connect with other people and relate to them. One of my favorite questions for a post like this is, how do you feel about, and insert your topic or your area of expertise, how do you feel about getting your kids to listen? How do you feel about the engagement in your Facebook group? How do you feel about writing, writing an email to your list? How do you feel about fill in, insert the blank of how do you feel about your topic or your expertise? Now it's not invasive at all. It's just a very simple question. And what happens is it gets people to share like, oh my gosh, like I'm really strong. Like I'm really having a hard time with this. Like, is this ever going to change? Or you're going to have some people like, that's amazing. I'm doing fabulous. And so you have the opportunity to qualify people in your group as a result of that, but you also have the opportunity for people to connect with each other and realize, oh, I'm not alone. Like, I'm not the only one that has this fear. I'm not the only one that's having this experience. I'm not the only one that feels this way. And when people feel like people are just like them, guess what? They're going to engage more. They're going to show up more. And it's going to create that deeper connection with your members inside of your Facebook group as well. So that's a very simple way of creating some connection. So jumping back over, what's the best advice you've ever given? Other than what the tidbits that you've just given right now. One of my favorite phrases, and I say this to my clients all the time, is done is better than perfect. And I used to get tripped up and hung up all the time, twiddling with fonts and editing posts and editing emails for like way longer than I needed to, just trying to get it just right and just perfect. And it was a complete waste of time. It was like, I could have moved on to something else, but because of fears, right. Or not feeling good enough, or maybe it isn't ready yet, or I'm not ready yet. It prevents us from putting it out there. I always say to my clients, done is better than perfect. Just get it done. Because once it's done, you get feedback from your results, like either worked or it didn't work. And when it works great, do more of that. And if it's not working, it's time to get curious as to what didn't work and how to tweak it so that you can go back out and do it again and, and revamp so you can move forward with it. So Done is better than perfect is a great, simple little mantra that gives you the opportunity to be in movement and momentum, which is going to create the results that you're looking for. Imperfect action. Yes, exactly. So is there anything that you would like to share that I haven't asked yet? So I think that if you're looking at starting a community, if you're looking at starting a Facebook group and you're looking at wanting to build your people build your audience and bring your people together. I would just really encourage you just to get started. There's a big difference between playing in someone else's playground and someone else's group and someone else's community than building your own. And when we, sometimes we look and we think, oh, other people want this in this other group, but they're following that person for some reason. And don't forget, like your, it's not about being number one in the world. It's about being number one in your ideal client's world. So if you build your community in your space, it's about being number one in their world and it's about getting started. And so that's what I would just really encourage your listeners to focus on is like getting started as well. Climb a mountain. It starts at one step at a time. Exactly. It certainly does. That step, you won't get started. <laughs> yes. And the longer that you don't start, the longer you talk yourself out of ever even getting started. And then the longer it takes to get there. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Exactly. So where can we go to learn more about you? And Yeah. So I put together a free gift for your listeners. And 
I want to help you get a kickstart for your Facebook group. So this is actually something that we sell and I'm giving it to you guys for free. It's a grow your group. Yes. It's a grow your group bundle. So there's three pieces to it. Number one, it's a perfect naming blueprint. So having the perfect name is going to make a massive difference for you and making sure that your people know like this group is for me. This is where I want to click. I want to belong. This is where I want to hang out. So the perfect naming blueprint. The second thing is the perfect intro post. So here's the thing, like we make these first impressions and people either decide, okay, I want to listen to this person or I don't. And sometimes it can be really difficult when you are trying to introduce yourself that you're like, oh, did I say the right thing? Did I build my credibility? But I don't, did I also create connection? Am I relatable? Am I too, am I being braggadocious? Am I not saying enough? And so it's a perfect intro post on how to craft that intro post that you can use in your group. You can use in other groups and a template for that. And then you need members as well when you're getting started. So there's a five-part mini course that you can jump into about growing your Facebook group and how to get started with that and get your first next hundred members in your group in the next week. If you go ahead and take action on the steps that are in there that you can jump in on right away. So you can go to deliveryourgenius.com forward slash EC to go ahead and pick that up. I have enjoyed being here with you today. So thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You have a great day and we'll keep in touch. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.